What is going on, everybody? It is your girl, Nick Wolf of Trigger Talks. I am here today with the lovely, the infamous, the smother. <laughs> Tay, how are you doing, sis? I am doing amazing. How are you? I am good. I definitely cannot complain at all. So today our wonderful friends we are going to be talking about what did quarantine do for you who it feel like we were in quarantine for millions of years in my opinion <laughs> i feel yeah, like definitely. i was stuck at home for so long but i must ask so what was quarantine like for you um quarantine for me was a little bit of everything it was like some really, really low points and super high points. I was super depressed when maybe like a couple weeks after it first started. It was fun. I don't have to work. That's cool. I still get paid. That's even yeah. better. <laughs> but the not being able to do things started to mess with me. Like I have to stay home. The only place I can go is Walmart. Like yeah. that's so and and I didn't I was just pretty much settling for real from me splitting with my ex so although we weren't together like a while before that it was like that quarantine really made it sinking yeah like, really by myself like what am I supposed to do yeah <laughs> like so that was like super super hard and I regretted the leaving and then it was like who am I? So I had to figure myself out. And that's when I became less depressed because I was like, you know, you're kind of dope for real. You just, <laughs> yes, you didn't, know you didn't know you were dope. So I was depressed and forcing myself to figure out who I was. And it totally helped. Therapy definitely helped. And I used that more through quarantine more than any other time. So, yeah quarantine That's, was interesting. I must say quarantine was definitely interesting for me too. I think I kind of can relate to what you are saying in the point that it was depressing because oh my goodness it was just me having to sit down with my thoughts me having to sit down and just be quiet no distractions no nothing and yes. when I was just in total silence it was so much noise if that makes sense yes. and i was just like oh my goodness how am i supposed to survive through this and yeah. it really started to sink in that i'm no longer going to be here in cleveland anymore i'm about to leave and my family home is about to be sold so when i do come home i can never come back here and that's a big toll on me more than what i actually thought it was going to but i also appreciate what I went through during quarantine because it made me into a better person. I also went through that wave of finding myself again and seeing what it looked like. So I must ask, like, when you were going through that journey of figuring out who you were again, what exactly were those steps that you took in order to figure out that answer? So I tried to go back to who I was before I was in my relationship. Okay. 
And I'm like, yeah, you know, that was me back then, but it don't fit me in my life right now. And that was even harder because I'm like, yeah, if that was me before, why can't that be me right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to sit with that like for, for a long time. Like I was mad at myself. Like, why can't you just be her? She was so fun. She was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're past that. So I accepted that I couldn't be that young, fun girl anymore. And I really just started paying attention to the stuff that made me feel good. Like, I, I knew it was stuff that I liked, but it, for some reason, it's just things that make me really feel warm. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't have to say I like it. Like, I, my body just knows I like it. Mm. And I took a walk and got super excited walking around in the woods with trees. And I'm like, oh, baby, you like hiking. Like, this is cool. Yeah. You got trust in it. And I love art, so I focused on that type of stuff. I, I did, I paid attention to the stuff that my kids liked more. Okay. I was trying to kind of force them to have the childhood that I had, but they're different than me. So I just had to really, I was, I was listening and paying attention to things that weren't ever said. Yeah. So, and I, I didn't understand even doing things like that until quarantine. Mm. I needed to sit down. I kept being busy and active so I wouldn't have to sit and think and figure things out. I was like, oh, just do this. Oh, I'm a coach. I'm a teach. I'm going to try to get another job. I'm going to keep the kids active. I did everything in my power to not sit and think. Yeah. Um, and quarantine made me think and be quiet and accept stuff. So, yeah, paying attention to stuff that just was never said. So... That's beautiful. That's that's actually wonderful because we just did an episode about self-love and that's what it sounds like you did. You figured out how to love yourself again and what it looks like because self-love goes in waves. It's not just, oh, I love myself and then that's just it because we're constantly evolving every single day. And in the process of doing that, we change. And when change, you have to readjust and figure out what that even looks like. And it sounds like you took that time to figure out who that new version of yourself was. So I applaud you for that because I know it took a lot, but quarantine did it, baby. (laughs) It definitely was scary, like super scary because I valued other people's opinions so much when I was like in a different space. It was like, okay, but what would they think if I'm like this or if I do this or if I like this type of stuff? Like I didn't visit the art museum as much as I wanted to because everybody around me thought it was corny. So I just didn't do it. But it's like, I like this. And if you don't like that, I like it. I mean, okay. But this is what I like to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so no, it, that's I very real. Like, start standing firm in who I was and not be such a, I don't know, a pushover or a follower. And mm-hmm. I actually liked it. Like, okay, I like, I like you, girl. That's so dope. And I love it because I feel like I had to figure that out too. And quarantine did that for me, especially when it came to what I looked like. Because 
coming into quarantine, I definitely was a lot smaller. <laughs> and then the more I started to gain weight, the more depressed I would get, the more I start thinking like, oh, when I come out, what are people going to think about me? What are they going to say when they see me again? And are they even going to think that I'm attractive and just worried about what everybody else was thinking or what they would say instead of just acknowledging the fact that no matter where I am in life, I have to learn to love myself at that moment and I did learn how to do that and once I did that I honestly must say like even though I got to the biggest that I've ever been I felt so peaceful than I've ever been (laughs) it was just this joy that came over me and this peace that came over me once I started to write more do more poetry I got it I literally really dug into doing guided meditation during that time and figured out that that was something that I love I didn't know anything about that before quarantine but then during quarantine I started doing lives and doing all this other stuff and started painting more girl I can't paint for shit but (laughs) it was so rewarding because it just allowed me to be free and I figured out how much of a free spirit I am by being quiet during quarantine and it was definitely it was a revelation sis yes absolutely so what would you say might have been like your hardest or lowest point in quarantine feeling like I was alone Mm -hmm. like I I I have friends, but I didn't feel like they saw me. Okay. Like, they didn't notice that I was depressed, and I lost a lot of weight, like, a lot. Like, I just didn't feel seen, and so I felt by myself. Yeah. Like, you would call me, and, like, we would talk, but it's like, why can't you tell that I'm depressed? Like, why can't you tell what's going on yeah. and um, that bothered me a lot so I was mad at everybody and I isolated myself and then I blamed them for that <laughs> like it was just a lot that that I I went through until I just accepted like I mean you didn't even tell them like yeah. <laughs> tell them, like of course they don't they don't know because when they ask like how are you you say I'm good yeah. so yeah you're good like why would I dig deeper into that? So it was it was a lot of like accountability, a lot of accepting mistakes and accepting where I was. Like I didn't want to feel like a failure to my kids. Yeah. And it's like, but if if mommy's good and my kids are good, so I stopped focusing and I hate saying it because it sounds so bad. Like I stopped focusing so much on them and started focusing a lot more on me and, and being happy for me and not mm-hmm. tending to be happy for them. Yeah. Um, and everything just just changed. Like it just clicked one day. That's 
that's it. <laughs> that is so it. And I'm happy that you said that that's what you did, because I feel like a lot of parents felt how you just said that you felt that it might sound like it's fucked up. It might sound like it's wrong. But to me, I know that it's not because I've been in that situation as a child where my parents tried to fake like everything was perfect. But I as a child could feel everything was wrong. And I could see those toxic things that were going on. I couldn't process it at that point in an adult manner now that I can, but I still knew that something was off. And it's amazing when a parent can acknowledge that if I am at my best, then I can be the best for my child, which means that I need to still be able to put myself first. And that's okay. You're not being selfish. You're not taking away from your kids. It's finding that perfect balance. And once you find that balance, that's when you can be a healthy parent. Yeah, that was that was like the hardest thing to unlearn, though, because I grew up seeing my mom always put us first, like always, no matter what. And I never paid attention to how it made her feel until I, as an adult, went through it. Like, and it literally took into a quarantine, like, dang, my, you wasn't, you were not happy. Like, you couldn't have been happy because Mm -hmm. this is miserable. Like, so, and I thought that that was being a bad parent. Like, if I didn't put me first, then I was being a bad parent. Yeah. like putting me first making sure i'm good mentally physically all of that i think makes me a better parent than being like oh my kids 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 like yeah but what about my like is she gonna be here long enough if if we keep up this behavior like no so that was super hard though and it was even harder to explain to my family because they're like you're going on a vacation yes i am and i'm not taking them no i'm not like (laughs) yeah you're going hiking again today yes i am i'm doing that and they they thought it would have a negative effect on them but after seeing them like and they're super supportive of it too my kids are quick to be like are you going out today (laughs) you should go with your (laughs) friends like you was with us all week go with your friends yeah so i wasn't used to that i didn't see that so it was hard unlearning that that was the hardest thing so I could definitely see that because we are always taught to be a certain type of way as a child. We're products of our environment, honestly. And when you see something from the time you were born to the time that you're allowed to leave the house, basically, that's all that you know. So until you go through it and experience it and acknowledge how toxic or how trauma-based or bound that is you you just don't I mean there's no way for you to know and you're setting such a good example for your girls because now they know that they should put themselves first now they know that they don't need to people please in order to be a good person and I feel like that's such a wonderful gift that you're giving them So I must ask, though, I know a lot of parents were kind of like all over the place when it came to quarantine because, you know, you usually send your kids to school to practice and, you know, they stay busy, but your kids stayed at home with you. No school, no nothing. 
And how did you deal with that? It was extremely stressful at first. Like, and it wasn't yeah. the, them being home. It was that I still had to work and had to teach my youngest. My oldest, she's 15, she was 14 at the time. So she's pretty good with doing her own thing. But yeah. my youngest um, was eight at the time. And I was like, yeah, how am I supposed to work and help you? Like, I can't do this. This is hard. But my my oldest daughter definitely stepped in and helped big time. Like, big time. Our relationship definitely changed dramatically during quarantine. Like, she is my, my that's my road dog. Like, that's that's lit yeah she definitely would be like all right well this period is light so i'm gonna help her with her math next period though i have a test or i have to be in a live class so you can help her with this and i'm like this works perfect because i got i got a break right here so yeah um, we definitely tag team her dad helped a lot too but that whole school piece it was just something we all had to get the hanger like the, yeah the city didn't really know what they were doing. And I mean, once we all got the hang of it, it just, it worked out. Worked out pretty smooth. But at first, very, very, very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> and they ate everything all day. <laughs> like, goodness gracious. You don't eat this much at school. So I literally had to put them on a school schedule. We're going to eat breakfast. We'll have a snack. We'll eat lunch and have a snack and dinner and have a snack. That's it. But they wanted to eat like three breakfasts. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I'm hungry again. Like, what? We're in class right now. You don't eat when you're in school. You're not eating right now. Right. <laughs> like, it was crazy. That's so funny. Because, I mean, honestly, we don't even... I think that might have been one of those things that quarantine just did to a lot of people is we don't have a schedule anymore. It was mm -hmm. just, I'm just home, especially as an adult, like not having to work and just sitting and literally you can't go nowhere. You can't do anything. So what do I do other than eat, sleep and Watch Netflix. <laughs> Watch Netflix. No, for real. <laughs> like that was literally it. Cause it was, it was such a big change in such a short amount of time that I think it took a lot of people just by surprise and having no distractions and having nowhere to go. It's hard because then you have to sit with a lot of stuff that you didn't even notice before quarantine at all. Like, I know it was a lot of stuff that I did not notice until quarantine, especially about like how my brain works. Like I have ADHD, but I didn't know that, <laughs> you know, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I just thought I was a busy bee, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And then even just figuring out what my relationships look like with people because I had to reach out to my friends or else I felt like I was completely by myself. Mm -hmm. And when I did reach out to them, it was just like, all right, like, this is cool. But I really miss being in your presence yeah. and feeling people's energies. So do you think that now that quarantine is kind of like 
coming to an end, what do you think is going to change now, especially when it comes to like friendships and relationships? How do you think that this change is going to either do good or do bad for people's relationships? I think for me, quarantine isn't, well, the it ending isn't going to change anything. Okay. Uh, I think, well, it's, it's the only thing that will change. I have really, really, really bad insomnia. Like, really bad. I would be up um, to like four o'clock in the morning and then have to get back up at seven. Like, mm-hmm. And this was an everyday thing. Some nights I didn't sleep at all. Like, I just could not sleep because my mind would not shut up. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I did enough physically. Like working, you walk. I walk around the school building all day. I'm chasing kids. I got cheer practice, so I was tired coming home. But I wasn't tired because there was nothing to do. So that's right. the only that's the only thing that I think it is going to change. Now I'm in the building, so I'm active again, so I get sleepy. But as far as relationships go, the relationships that I've developed over quarantine has either been the most genuine ones. Or mm-hmm. I've I've learned lessons from the ones that weren't genuine. Yeah, like that's that's facts. <laughs> at this point, it's uh, this is who I am. I'm not going to change it to be your friend, and I want you to not change who you are to be mine. And if we can develop a relationship off of that, great. If we can't, okay. But before quarantine, I, I probably would have adjusted a few things to be cool with you. Like yeah. I'm not doing that now. So the relationships that I have developed, like I met you through quarantine and you are the most genuine spirit I think I've met ever. And it's like, I I don't think I would have been able to, because you were like, you are you and you're not changing. And that would have intimidated me because you are a strong spirit. So, and it was me, I'm still, you know, trying to figure out who I am. I'm, I'm playing the background. I don't want to be seen for real. I don't want people to get too close. That's how I was before quarantine. Mm. So I wouldn't have been able to receive it. That's so all. interesting because I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I made some of the best friendships during quarantine and lost some of the ones that I thought were so important to me. Yeah. And because I have this strong spirit about me a lot of people didn't check on me and a lot of people didn't take time to reach out and things of that nature and it sent me spiraling because it was just like okay I'm checking on everybody else but nobody is checking on me I went through hell I felt like with my emotions the most during quarantine because I didn't know how to channel them where they were going like it was just a lot going on and like you did I I shut people out at that point but just like you said I'm good (laughs) and it was just like I'm good I'm good I'm good but then it got to the point where finally I start allowing friends in and I think it was around the time that I actually caught COVID that 
I started allowing people in and explaining to them like, hey, I am depressed. Hey, I am feeling this way about myself. And it felt so freeing. And since then, it's just been like, oh, I'm just going to express my feelings 24-7. (laughs) And I have no regard or no pullback about it because I know that the people that I'm giving this information to and giving my heart to, they genuinely care about me. And like you, you're one of the, like you said, you're one of the most genuine people I've met. You're so sweet. You have such a endearing spirit. And prior to quarantine, I, instead of like pulling back from you, I probably would have tried to attach to you and try to feed off of everything that you are giving rather than making it a equal friendship. And I had to acknowledge, like, yes, it's like you got some attachment issues. Like, you you need to go to therapy. You need to work this out. Because I felt like I, as much as I have this strong spirit and everybody sees it, I wasn't feeding it myself. Other people were giving me light so that my light would shine brighter. And I had to figure out how to feed myself, feed my soul, and just start to sprout into this you know, beautiful person that I am today. But I know that now that quarantine is kind of coming to an end, I think that it won't change anything for the bad at all. If anything, it gives me anxiety because I don't know if I want to be on top of people again yet. (laughs) I don't think we'll go back to the the old normal. I don't think that... They're trying it, though. I don't think so. I don't think that it it would... it's not even normal anymore. It's like not. When there's too many people in the space, I get anxiety. And I, I do never too. experienced that before quarantine. I never had that issue. It would just be like, oh, there's a lot of people here. But now it's like, mm-mm, it's too many people. It's time for me to go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is my sign to turn around and leave. <laughs> right. But I never experienced that before. And so, so my thought of normal is completely different. Like, it's way different now. Way different. I totally agree. I don't even know what the norm is right now because it seems to keep changing. And as I'm trying to move along with the motions, it's just like, yeah, I'm happy that I have therapy because, girl, anxiety attacks (laughs) and just trying to figure out what the hell my life looks like within this new norm that they're trying to give us. And... Man, I cannot preach it enough. Like, everybody needs to go to therapy. Therapy is the thing that saved me during quarantine. And I'm being very honest and very frank because I feel like if I didn't go to therapy when I did, I probably would have tried to kill myself because it was just so much. And I didn't know how to unpack it on my own. Yeah. And that that's the thing. Like, not knowing how to do stuff and being too scared to ask how like i'm not i wasn't doing that before like if i don't know like i can't let you know i don't know so what am i supposed to do with all of these feelings oh, i'm gonna just keep myself busy so i don't have to think about them and then mm-hmm. you, won't, you won't see my feelings but it comes out it comes out in me like snapping over something little or me shutting down completely like therapy definitely is a lifesaver and in our community we need to embrace that with open arms 
like for all for kids for adults for men like we need therapy and i i love therapy so much i got like four apps that i use in between where i could just oh, i feel i feel my spirit shifting a little bit let me open up headspace give myself yeah. four minutes of quiet I, and I, my students are so used to it at this point they do it with me like let's cut the lights out let's sit here four minutes so like can you pick the dude with the british accent cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> no that's so real you know what i actually started going out and looking for support groups and listen as much as i am not here for facebook like whatsoever because i feel like it's it's, it's only for older family members. I love it because I found my community there. I found people who are going through the same things that I'm going through. It's like a support group, basically. And even just all of the apps. I love me some art therapy, girl. I be coloring my little butt off. <laughs> and it's just so relieving to me or even just being able to just sit and quiet and just meditate and there's so many different forms of therapy that are out there. I think that that's what we need to normalize is that, number one, you don't have to be crazy or something doesn't have to completely be wrong with you for you to have to go to therapy or even want to seek it out. Right. And then two, therapy isn't just sitting on a couch and talking to somebody. There are so many different forms of therapy. There's music therapy, there's art therapy, there's, you know, the meditation. There's so many different ways that you can go about therapy, even working out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a form of therapy. That's a form of allowing yourself to release all these things that you have bottled up inside of you. So that we definitely need to normalize that in our community for sure, because I feel like other communities, especially in the white community, they go to therapy all the time. Yeah, they start young, baby. <laughs> they start super young. They like, oh, you... You like two or three? All right, let's go to therapy. Right. <laughs> but for us, it's the total opposite. And we need to, I'm happy that we're in this space now as a society that we're pushing for it so hard. But I just want to make sure that it's gotten across that nothing has to be wrong for you to go to therapy at all. Right. Preventive measures is great too. <laughs> Absolutely. Just to Absolutely. have the tools, just in case. If this situation was to arise, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, just being, like, even having the feeling of being thrown to the wolves. Like, well, nobody told me that this was what being a, an adult was like. Oh, girl. <laughs> being an adult <laughs> is ghetto. <laughs> Nobody told me. This is wild. <laughs> it is. But honestly, that's what quarantine did it, though. I must yeah. honestly say, like, I didn't feel all those pressures or all those realizations of what adulthood looked like until I was in quarantine. Yeah. And I even got laid off from my job. And during that process, oh, I was so depressed. I didn't know what I was going to do and all these other things. It was just like, so many things were going through my mind. And the first thing that I thought that I should have done was try to fix things myself on my own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just every, I can do it all. I'm superwoman. And 
quarantine taught me that I'm not superwoman at all. (laughs) I am a regular ass adult (laughs) out here that needs help like everybody else. And it's okay to need help. Yeah. And it's okay to ask for help. But if it wasn't for quarantine, I wouldn't have known any of that. Yeah. Quarantine, as much as this also is about to suck what I'm about to say. Like, this is genuinely how I feel. I hate that people died, but I needed quarantine. I need Yeah, it. I did too. I, need I, I do not regret any feeling I ever had during quarantine. Like, I needed every single drop of it. I needed the lowest point. Like, mm-hmm. when I say low, the, the lowest I've been ever in my life. Like, ever. And I needed that. I needed to experience that. I needed to look at myself because looking in the mirror is not looking at yourself. Like I needed, no, I needed it to be quiet. I needed it to be loud. I needed it to be crazy. Mm-hmm. I needed it to be violent. Like I needed every single ounce of quarantine. I do not regret it. And if if I was asked, would you do like, would you start this year over again? I sure in the hell would. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I needed it. I don't I definitely. Regret it at all. I'm happy you said that because I don't think there's anything wrong with you saying it. And maybe I'm saying that because I feel the same way. <laughs> but I, it is so sad that a lot of people did pass away. And my heart goes out to everybody who has lost somebody due to COVID. But also as me, as an individual, I thoroughly enjoyed everything that I received from quarantine. And me having to sit down was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. I used being busy as a way to distract me from everything that I needed to heal from. And during quarantine, I was able to sit in it. I was able to get to that, the super, super low point to the point where I've been in that space before. So I knew what that feeling felt like. And because of that, it was just like, all right, we need to figure out a way to get out of this. And here we go to therapy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like this, it taught me how to love myself again because what I looked like before is not what I look like now. That's on the inside and the outside. My gifts, my talents, everything that I do that I think is my norm and my purpose, even my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Cause I just knew without a doubt that I had a purpose to do one specific thing. And now that purpose looks different. And it's so interesting because I really needed quarantine to be able to figure out what I was going to love doing for the rest of my life. Yeah, same with me. I definitely, like I said, I've played the background my whole entire life, like whole life. And I was comfortable with doing that because it's what I knew how to do. I was pretty good at it. And I'm tall and I still could play the background. <laughs> like, <laughs> walking around and everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's so tall, but you will forget me. Like, I did not make, I was tall, but I, I didn't, I didn't have the glow I think that I have now. And quarantine, like, pulled that out. And it's like, girl, you've been like this. Like, I used to model, but it's like, I forgot that part of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and and quarantine, like, just, I, I don't know. I 
I loved it. Like I hated it, but I loved it. Like yeah. every part of it, every part. And it even makes for my so kids, even for my kids, like I didn't love myself the way I thought I did. Yeah. And it's like, even with relationships with like my, my ex, like I couldn't have loved him because I didn't love me. Like yeah. I didn't love me. And I know if, if I was like this then, then things possibly would have been different as far as love goes. Yeah. But like how, how I love myself now, like can't nobody tell me nothing. Like you can't gas me up, sir. You can't because this love over here is thick, baby. Yes. <laughs> this love is super thick. You can't say I already know. Thank you. I appreciate it though. Like, Ooh, that's so it. real because I but, mean I, but somebody could just say oh you have a pretty smile and I'd be like oh my god thank girl you know that already you know that <laughs> like why are you this blushing? ain't nothing new like why are you blushing like say thank you but don't make it seem like this is something that's new like that shouldn't flatter you that shouldn't move you the way it do and it's because I just mm. genuinely didn't love who I was it's like yeah no I know that thank you Smile, nice legs, long boots, say hi. What's up? <laughs> yes. What's up? Talk your shit. Talk your shit, sis. I already know all that, though. Thank you. I appreciate it, sir. That's so beautiful. I'm so happy for you because I know what it's like to have to go through that and figure out what that looks like. I was in all types of unhealthy situationships prior to quarantine and just allowing myself to allow too many people into my space. Not fucking them, but just exchanging my energy with them, period. And in doing so, that's what I'm saying. I was having these emotional ties with people and it was nothing physical, which made it worse. (laughs) Which made it so much worse. But during quarantine, I figured out what love looked like to me. I figured out what healthy relationships looked like, even outside of romantic, even just with my family or just with my friends. I learned how to say no and not feel bad about it. I learned how to give my love to this one person and it looks so healthy. Like we're in the best place that we could be in because we went through part of quarantine together and we figured out our ins and outs and figured out, you know, what our love is supposed to look like outside of all of the distractions. And I think that that is what brought us together as a couple, but also just stronger as individuals as well. And I would, listen, I would definitely take nothing away from it. And girl, I stand tall with my thick ass. (laughs) With my thick ass, little booty, and I'm out here tall and proud, sis, being gorgeous. Tall and proud and gorgeous. And can't nobody guess that if we already know. We already know. <laughs> I appreciate you. It's my, it's my, um, all the time. I yes. Appreciate I appreciate that. Right. We appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> No, that's it for real. So, 
Before we close out, I must ask, do you have any closing remarks about what quarantine did for you that you feel like somebody would need to hear? It just reminded me to accept all spaces that I'm in, all of them, accept all of my emotions. It's a part of who I am. And to be okay with every stage of life. Like, I've got to be okay with the the lows if I'm okay with the highs. It's not always going to be amazing. But even when it's not amazing, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So it's, it's all a, a journey and it's all beautiful even when it's ugly. So, yeah, just love on yourself and accept it. Yes, my one piece that I would give for people would be to obtain joy, not happiness, because happiness is fleeting, but to obtain joy. And that's exactly what you just explained, that happiness or that good feeling that you can still attach yourself to in your lows and in your highs. And once you have joy, your peace will be everlasting. So that that would be my peace. But I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the fine-ass mother we have on the show today <laughs> because she already talked her shit. So obviously we got to hype her up. <laughs> we talking facts right now. Mother is it. But nonetheless, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, Tay. I greatly I appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. And I'm so proud of you, baby girl. Oh, thank so you. Thank you so much. Well, fam, thank you for tuning in. And it has been another episode of Trigger Talks. Deuces, homies.